come on this journey with me. Each week when you join me, we are going to chase down our goals, overcome adversity, and set you up for a better tomorrow. Hi, and welcome back. I'm so glad you're back here with me this week. Okay, so when things happen multiple times in my life in any given week, I usually take that as a sign that I'm supposed to be paying attention to it, right? So this week, a couple of different times, I was reminded that you need to incentivize and reward the behavior that you want. Not only just with kids, right? Definitely with kids, but in business as well. So let me give you a couple of examples of what I saw. If you know how I got through the pandemic, it was definitely thanks to my spin bike, and my Peloton. And then once in-person spinning opened up again, I've been all in with SoulCycle. That's the spin studio near my house. So It's funny because I've really only been spinning there this year. I used to go to a different studio before it closed due to the pandemic. So anyhow, I don't know all of their business philosophy. I'm learning as a paying customer as I go to their classes. Well, wouldn't you know, I go to class the other day and there's a card on my spin bike that says, congratulations, 200 rides, amazing job, Heather, so proud of you, you're amazing, keep up the great work. And I thought to myself, it's funny that something so insignificant really touched me. Like I felt seen. They know I'm putting in the hours. They're recognizing my hard work. They're applauding and cheering me on. And it meant a lot, right? Well, when you work for yourself, right, or if you work for a bad boss, you're not getting a lot of recognition or no one's cheering you on. And I don't know in your job if you have someone cheering on. If you don't, it's time to look for another job probably, find a better boss, or go to work for yourself. But you want to be in a situation, in an environment where people are cheering you on, excited for you, recognizing your wins, even when they're small. And that's what SoulCycle did for me the other day, was they recognized my small wins, which is progress, which made me feel really proud. Here's the other thing it made me feel like. I want to go back to class again. I want to buy more classes, right? As a paying customer, What they did as a business was get me to recommit to my goals, feel like I'm seen, feel like I'm a part of a tribe, feel like the people around me are cheering for me on this journey for health and life and whatnot. So reward the behaviors that you want. Now think about that in your business. Are you doing that with your customers? Are you sending them nice notes? Are you calling them out to recognize their small wins and applauding them for their commitment to their health, their commitment to their journey, their commitment to their business? Whatever it is, are you sending those small notes? Are you leaving those recognitions like SoulCycle did for me? Are you doing that for your employees, right? You start to ask yourself, is that the culture that you're creating? Well, I saw this in a very different way this week. So the first example I had this week was the soul cycle example of me being seen, me being recognized, me being cheered on for showing up and buying a lot of classes and putting in the work. Basically being a good customer to soul cycle, right? So, but again, it worked. So fast forward to, I don't know if you've been using Instacart, but ever since the pandemic, I started using Instacart. This week was no different. I was super busy one day, realized there was no food in the house. My son was going to be coming home from school. I just fired up Instacart in between meetings. I was super busy that day. So I wasn't really thinking about it. And then I went to Zoom and the app started firing up, right? Now pause on Instacart for a second. Every time I've ordered Instacart, like clockwork, 
after they deliver. Doesn't matter if they bring me bad bananas, the wrong order, they're late, whatever. It's a mess. It, it really doesn't matter. They always send a note, whoever the delivery person is, that asks me to give them a five-star rating after the order's been delivered. In total honesty, I've never done it. First of all, I've never felt, I wasn't feeling compelled to do it, right? Because the majority of the time, unfortunately, things haven't been right. There's been something wrong with the order or they didn't pick good food or they were late or just whatever it was. I wasn't, I wasn't jumping up and down feeling like, oh, let me go take time out of my day to figure out how to leave a review. I don't even know how to do that. Right. So what was interesting this week, especially because it followed up the soul cycle uh, situation was that I'm on a zoom call. I see my app going crazy and I couldn't read it because I was, I was actually doing a virtual speech. I get off the virtual speech, I look at the phone, and it was too late. But what had been happening was over-communication on behalf of the Instacart person. So saying, hey, is this good for you? Do you like this product? Taking pictures and sending them to me, asking me questions, really over-communicating, which in my opinion is great business, right? Really strong communication, asking for help, asking if I'm happy with things. Again, I was not able to respond, but the point didn't fall on deaf ears. This was someone trying to do an exceptional job, and I saw it, right? It came through very clearly. And again, in business, if you want to show customers that you care, over-communicating, reaching out to them, making sure expectations are set clearly. If you have questions, asking them, letting them know you're working hard for them. Okay, cut to... The person comes early, which, by the way, has never happened for me with Instacart, was communicating the whole way over to my delivery and sending notes, I'm about five minutes out, be there soon, then got to my building, brought all the food up to my door, left it outside at the door, sent a picture saying, I'm outside the door, don't know if you feel comfortable, if you want, you can open the door. Very respectful, very communicative, right? I open the door and everything is so organized, so clean, looks so great, just as this person had sent in the pictures to me from Publix. So I say, thank you so much. That was so nice of you, but I'm in a rush, right? Because I have to get on another Zoom. So I said, I really appreciate you. Thank you. And, and the person's like, no problem. Have a great day. Appreciate your business. Means the world to me. This is how I, I pay for and, and feed my family. Thank you. And just so thoughtful, so kind, and made it clear to me that my business meant a lot to this person. And I don't feel like that. I don't know about you, but I don't feel like that on most days, right? Like you go into businesses, you spend money on things left and right. And most of the time, I don't even know if people notice. Okay, so I'm in a rush unpacking all the groceries. And all of a sudden, I see this little Ziploc bag with a post-it note, a sticky that had a big smiley face. And it said, smile, Heather. Happy Monday. I hope you have an amazing week. I appreciate you so much. Here's a little treat from me to you to say thank you. And this person had put just a couple little candies, kind of like Halloween candy in the little bag, right? I hadn't asked for that. I hadn't ordered that. He didn't charge me for it, but it was his way to say thank you to me. And I remember thinking, hang on, stop, Heather, for a second. This person has gone so far above and beyond what I typically see from Instacart deliveries. I'm going to do something about it. So in my mind, I thought, you know what? I'm going to figure out how to leave a five-star review, and I'm going to do it right now so I don't forget. I go over to the phone. I pick up the app. This person, by the way, has not asked for a review yet at this point. I pick up the app. I go searching. I Google, how do you leave a five-star review on Instacart? I figure it out. I go to the app. 
And there's a note from him that says something like, thank you so much for your business. I so appreciate you. This is how I take care of my family and pay my bills. It would mean the world to me if you would give me a rating. It really helps so that I can get more work. I truly love my job and I truly am grateful to serve you. I mean, just something so kind, so thoughtful and so nice. Anyways, make a long story short or shorter, I decide, holy cow, I want to give this guy 10 stars. So I not only do I leave a five star, but I leave another note to back it up. And, you know, you can do a bunch of different things to say thank you to the person. I do I do all that. I, I left an additional tip. So I walked away from that exchange realizing this. Not only do we live in a review and recommendation world, right, where if you're not asking for reviews from your clients, you need to be, but there is something above and beyond that. And this person reminded me that we can actually, we all have the potential to turn our clients into evangelists for our business. This man did that, right? I've literally, on two of my virtual keynotes this week, I spoke about this person. I've told three of my friends that are local in Miami about this guy and how they need to ask and request him. I'm going to be requesting him now. Not only am I leaving him five-star reviews and a good tip, but I'm evangelizing his business. When starting out a new business, it's a complete pain to get through the LLC part. Taylor Brands makes it 90% easier. It's easy and affordable to get your LLC with Taylor Brands. Taylor Brands offers all the legal requirements for LLCs, such as registered agent, annual compliance, EIN, operating agreement, business license and permits, and much more. Taylor Brands walks you through each step of building a successful business and has everything you need all in one place. Bookkeeping, invoicing, business licenses and permits, business documents, bank accounts, and so much more. And our listeners will receive 35% off Taylor Brands LLC formation plans using this link, taylorbrands.com slash confidence. That's T-A-I-L-O-R-B-R-A-N-D-S dot com slash confidence. So get started today with Taylor Brands. When I started podcasting, an online store was the furthest thing from my mind. Now I'm selling my group coaching on the regular, and it is just so easy, all because I use Shopify. (coughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to, did we just hit a million order stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soaps or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling. Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort, thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. I didn't know what I was going to do when I got fired. Launching my own business seemed so intimidating. I didn't know how to set up a website, and I really didn't need to. Shopify does it all for you, and they make it so easy. It was that breakthrough moment for me that I realized, I can do this. I can go to work for myself, thanks to Shopify What I love about Shopify is you don't need to have all this technology information ready to, you don't need to know how to plan and run things. 
You just need to go to the platform, turn it on and know what you're selling. And Shopify is going to help you figure out the rest. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's and Brooklinen and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries, including your girl right here. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash monahan all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash Monahan now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash Monahan. No matter what stage you're at, they're going to make it easy. Quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have, the more money you keep. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. You improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. I want you to know that finding ways to be more efficient, cut costs, and get rid of errors and mistakes can completely transform your business, boost your performance at the same time. This is why you need NetSuite now. Now, through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a -a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to netsuite.com slash Monahan. netsuite.com slash Monahan. NetSuite.com slash Monahan. What does your business look like if you start having customers that are not only your customers, but are evangelists for your business? They're champions for you. They're out trying to get you business. They're pulling business towards you because you do such a great job and you care so much about them. Something to think about, a strategy to possibly implement. I've been thinking a lot in my business. What are the small, different, unique things that I can do to start getting my customers to be evangelists for me? And I want that same for you. Okay, so in other news, I had one of my first in-person live events last week in a while. I've only had three since the pandemic hit. Everything else has been virtual. But anyhow, it was amazing. And I had the opportunity to speak alongside someone I'd only known in virtual world, Tim Story, an amazing acclaimed speaker. He's been on the biggest stages in the world. Oprah Winfrey puts him on her speaking tour, right? He's massive. And whenever you're meeting someone for the first time in person, it's funny because as we all have, we've gotten to know people virtually, but you don't know how tall they're going to be, what they're really going to look like in person, what's their presence going to be like. And for some people, I found it's totally different than what I expected. And it's almost jarring. Sometimes it's kind of funny. But Tim's story has ended up being just what I thought he would be, this amazing persona, really positive friendly vibe that he had, right? And 
what I didn't know is that he was flying in from Spain right before the event. We had a one-day event, a ton of speakers. There was like 20 speakers back to back to back. Of course, Tim was closing the event out at the end of the day. I'm telling you all of this because something really powerful happened for me that day. And it's around the concept of leadership. And I truly believe so often leadership is a phrase or a term that's thrown around. People believe that if you're in the C-suite or if you're a VP, you are a leader. That is not true, right? There are people who are leaders out there that have no title at all, and there are plenty of C-suite executives that are not leaders. Leadership is about how you make others feel, in my opinion. Anyways, so Tim had just flown in from Spain, was on zero sleep. I did not know that. I went to the venue early because I wanted to get a handle on you know, gosh, I've been doing so many virtual speeches that I wanted to reacclimate myself with what in-person speaking is like. Again, right? Immerse yourself in the environment that you are going to go take a stage on or partake in. So I got there early. I saw Tim was there. He did a double take when he saw me because we've only seen each other on the computer. And it's so funny. Came over and gave me a hug. So sweet. Told me he had just gotten in from Spain. And I said, oh my gosh, well, you're speaking last. I just want you to know I'm, I was speaking at four. He was speaking at six. I said, I'm going to be staying to see you speak. I can't wait. And he said, well, then I'm coming to see you speak. I said, no way. You need to go to bed. You've got to be so tired. And he said, don't worry. I will go to bed. I'm going to go rest in my hotel room, but I'm going to set an alarm and come see you. That's a leader, right? Someone who's ahead of you in your journey, but wants to come support you. To me, that that's real leadership. So they took all the speakers to the 25th floor, and we had this great area where, you know, we could just basically hang out and wait for each one of our speeches so we didn't have to be in the throes of things downstairs if you didn't want to. So I kind of hung around up there until my speech, and then I went down to do my in-person event. And as I took the stage, I saw Tim was there. So he had set his alarm guy's amazing, and come back down to support me. So I gave my speech. I thought it went well. I get off the stage. He just said, wow, wow, wow. You are amazing. You killed it, right? I got really great feedback from Tim and from everyone else there. So I I was feeling good about things. And I went back to the 25th floor to wait until he was on and I came down. Now, I will tell you this. There were a number of great speakers that day, and I did a great job. However, no one held a candle compared to Tim's story. Here's why. And this was, yet again, I've done so many virtual speeches with Tim. I've done so many virtual speeches with Damon John, with Jamie Kern Lima, so many big speakers out there. But it's different when you're in person because you get the opportunity to speak with people, but you really get to see, feel, and that energy is different than through the computer, right? So I was so excited to be there. The first thing I noticed that he did, and I'm going to share with you my takeaways from him, because I always want to be learning. I always want to be getting better. And to me, this was like a huge opportunity. He's on that stage with Oprah that I want to be taking. So I need to be taking notes, right? I need to be figuring out what is it that he's doing that I'm not doing, or how can I learn and get better from what he's doing? If we're not learning, we're not growing. So the first thing I noticed was when he took the stage, he kept saying at first, turn that mic up, take the mic up hotter. And it reminded me when Gary Vaynerchuk speaks, he swears a lot. He doesn't do that because he thinks he's funny. It's a jarring way to get people's attention, right? And he who holds the attention in a room ends up being, you know, the best speaker or perceived as the best speaker. So that's one of Gary's tactics. I realized one of Tim's strategies was that by being the loudest, he was captivating everyone. You could hear a pin drop 
versus when some other people are speaking and they weren't as commanding, they weren't as loud, the energy was different. So that was the first thing I noticed and wrote down. The next thing I noticed was he led with story, right? Always lead with a story. And he led with a very personal, powerful, interesting story. And he actually closed with that same story, which I really liked, right? He went somewhere very different during the speech, but that opening story, which was super interesting and powerful, he actually closed with. So that was another great strategy and takeaway that I took. The other thing was he had some very powerful pauses. And that's something that I wasn't doing. I did it in my TED Talk, but I didn't do it in my talk at this business event. So I was taking notes on that. You know, he used a lot of different stories, some credibility factors, you know, through citing some very specific and powerful people's names that he's worked with. So he had some really different and unique strategies throughout his speech. It was very concise. There wasn't this sense of, like, he hit his time on the mark. Everything almost seemed to a T. CBDistillery.com is giving you an exclusive offer, and it's huge. Right now, you can get up to 30% off everything If you've struggled with sleep, stress, or pain after physical activity, cbdistillery.com has a targeted plant-powered solution just for you. I love hearing how many of you have seen improvement in your daily life, thanks to CBD. So if better sleep, more calm, and relief from discomfort after physical activity sounds good to you, you should explore CBD. Don't miss this massive sale and get up to 30% off your order. Visit cbdistillery.com. Dot com and enter VIP. That's cbdistillery.com and enter VIP at cbdistillery.com. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, and South Dakota. So without a doubt, he got a standing ovation. The place went crazy. Another thing that he did that I really liked was, you know, every couple of minutes after he was speaking, he would then kind of turn back to the audience and yell, is there anyone here who's ready for a miracle? You know, he kept engaging, asking the audience for a very grandiose, big response. Yes, we're ready for miracles, right? And again, I'm not saying that you need to verbalize it that way or that I need to, but it was this reminder that not only do we want to engage the audience, we want to engage them in a really excitable way if we want people to start screaming, yelling. And who doesn't want that, right? Who doesn't want that really high-end energy And who doesn't want the standing O? So, okay, so those were some of my takeaways. And then the other thing I forgot to mention is at the beginning of his speech, before he took the stage, he led with this super powerful video, right? It was like him and Oprah, him and Kanye West, him and Iron Man, like all these clips and cuts from kind of a sizzle, a really exciting sizzle, fire in the background, right? Like some big stages he's been on. And what I thought about to myself was, Before I got there that day, the team that put the event on together and hired me had sent me a note, and they sent the note to all the speakers, would you like a video intro or an image? And I just thought, oh, an image is fine. Like, oh, use my new book cover for Overcome Your Villains. I didn't really think about it. Not good, Heather. His intro was so powerful, people were hyped up and yelling before he took the stage, right? So the way you speak about yourself is the way others will speak about you. The video or the intro you give yourself is how people will perceive you. That was a big takeaway for me. I need to come up with a really exciting sizzle before I take any stage because it's just going to further fire up the audience and make them excited in anticipation of what's to come next. I downplayed that with just using a static image. It was like, yay, great, right? There was like nothing exciting there. Okay, 
So he comes off the stage. Literally, the whole place is going wild, screaming. Everyone's on their feet, and he just keeps walking. So yet again, this has to be all strategic because this is not his first rodeo. He's pulling the crowd with him. He doesn't stop. And everyone's swarming him, trying to get pictures. And he's like, maybe, you know, stutter step for a second to get a quick photo. And then he keeps going. And then he keeps going. He's dragging the entire audience outside of the venue, right, to the elevator where he's going back to the 25th floor where no one else can go. So it was like he's further bringing excitement. He was, again, he was stopping and doing little pictures here and there, signing things. When I came off the stage, I went to the lobby and stood there and just stood, right? Like, yet again, he was drawing excitement. He was creating, he was creating like a movement. He literally was using his movement to further draw people and make them feel like they had to chase him down. It was just very interesting to me how he handled himself so much differently than any other speaker, definitely different than I did. And I just, I found myself taking so many notes. Okay, so people were chasing him, whatever. And as he was kind of pulling them down the hall, he looked back at me and said, you have this within you. I saw this within you. Heather, you can do more. So basically kind of encouraging me that there's more within me and there's more for me to do. That's how I took it anyway. So what I did was I waited and I held back and thought, okay, I'm going to wait for people to kind of disperse, and then I'm going to run up to the 25th floor and see if he'll give me a couple of quick minutes, which he did. He was so generous with his time and so kind. But basically what he told me was that I had an opportunity to be bigger on the stage, which I saw through his use of volume, which is something that I could now do, a tactic, right? Again, Gary Vaynerchuk uses swear words. Tim Story uses volume. I'm sure people use different things, but for me, I definitely could lean into this volume thing, especially being a woman, right? That's, I'm probably just much softer spoken than most other male speakers. Okay, so taking that note down. Then he explains to me that he practiced five hours for that speech, but his typical is 10 hours. And the only reason he didn't practice 10 hours was because he had just flown in from Spain and actually didn't have the time available to him. Wow, that was eye-opening. I thought that I've been speaking so much, you know, when I speak all the time, that I didn't really need to practice that much anymore. In fact, I thought it would be better that I wing it. And I got a hard and fast, that is not the case, because the best speaker who has more speaker expertise than anyone practice more than anyone. And I don't think that's a mistake or that's by accident. It's very intentional. So I learned that no matter how long you've been doing something, doesn't mean that you don't need to practice anymore. In fact, maybe you need to lean in more and practice more. So from now on, I'm going back to the way when I started out speaking, which was, you know, writing things out, practicing, speaking notes. I'm going back to that versus just, I'm going to feel the crowd and, you know, give it my best. I need to be more strategic. And that's how he has these powerful pause moments. No matter what it is that you do, you don't have to be a speaker to think like this. The reminder Tim gave me that day is that it doesn't matter how much expertise you have, how many times you've done something, you've got to put the work in, even if you're the best in your field. So I hope some of those tips help. I thought to myself, he is a true leader, right? He made me feel important. He praised me in public and gave me feedback in private. So he praised me in front of everyone for doing a great job, but when we were alone, he told me the things that I could do to get better. And that is a true leader. I hope you have a leader in your life. I hope you are showing up as a leader and making other people feel important, making sure they feel seen, rewarding the behaviors that you want, and offering feedback in private. 
Until next week, keep creating your confidence. If you can please subscribe to the show, rate and review. And when you post online, you know I will be reposting you. Just make sure you tag me. And if you haven't yet, we're only a couple of weeks out from my new book, Overcome Your Villains. The reviews are insane. If you want the $500 bonus bundle, it will be disappearing soon. And you can actually give the bonus bundle to somebody else. Just put their email in and you are giving them a $500 gift when you pre-order now. Overcome Your Villains. Go to overcomeyourvillains.com. I got you and I so appreciate your help. Until next week, keep creating your confidence. on this journey with me. Hi, I'm here to tell you about a new podcast that I am so excited about, Negotiate Your Best Life, hosted by Rebecca Zung, a part of the Yap Media Network. As a globally renowned narcissist negotiation expert and an attorney recognized by U.S. News as a best lawyer in America, Rebecca shares her invaluable insights and strategies for navigating life's toughest negotiations. By drawing from her own experiences and the wisdom of her high-profile guests, such as Bob Proctor, Mark Victor Hansen, John Gordon, and Rebecca delivers empowering advice that will inspire you to reclaim control of your life. Negotiate Your Best Life is all about how to negotiate your way to greatness. She provides practical guidance on how to break free from toxic relationships, stand up against injustice, and transform chaos into freedom, possibility, and purpose. Many times, the first negotiation you do is with your own in the morning. In the morning is when you wake up, and that's when Negotiate Your Best Life is time for you. It's about to find your way to greatness, conquering obstacles, and creating the life you truly deserve. Get ready to slay thrive and unlock your full potential. Don't believe me? I'm going to go ahead and share some of the reviews that are out there so you can hear and you can believe too. You have helped me so much these last few weeks. I was with a narcissist for two years. She drove me to the point I wanted to take my own life. Listening to you has made a massive difference and now I know what I'm with. Thank you, Rebecca. Now the recovery. Thank you for gifting the knowledge to believe in myself again. You have unknowingly helped me legally represent myself through criminal, federal, and civil court proceedings with a narcissist. There would be so many people around the world that you're helping without even knowing like me. You saved my life. Emma, 35 years old, Australia. If you are ready to stand up against injustice and transform the chaos in your life into freedom, possibility, and purpose, then check out Negotiate Your Best Life now. Subscribe to Negotiate Your Best Life with Rebecca Zung on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform.